You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. Joan, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle? Right here on WABC. And what a wonderful day it was today, wasn't it? It was 80-something degrees. We had a UV eight-and-a-half day. That means uh, you probably burned if you did not use your sunscreen. I hope you did. Uh, but, uh, boy, these are, uh, this is, these are wonderful days in August. Well, this is the, the Plastic Surgery Show, the Dermatology Show, the show about you, the show about looking in the mirror when you do. Do you like what you see? If you don't, well, maybe plastic surgery is in your future. And even if you do like what you see, most of my patients are pretty happy with themselves. But, you know, who doesn't want a little bit of a change or maybe to uh, kind of go uh, and turn back the clock just a bit? You know, I have two different uh, types of patients. I have patients who want to look like they did in the past, and those are the facial rejuvenation patients. Or, uh, you know, tummy tucks fall into that category also. You want your belly to look like it did before pregnancy. And then I have another group of patients. I have people who never liked what they looked like. And that might be their ears protrude or their breasts are too small or their nose is too big. And those are different. There's a different psyche to those patients, different than those of you who are simply growing older and uh, don't like seeing those wrinkles when uh, when you look in the mirror. But this show is about both of those groups of people. And uh, you can give me a call. The phone number here at WABC is 800-848-9222. Once again, 800-848-WABC. It's a free call all over the United States. So if you're listening on the Internet, and I know so many of you are, Give me a call. Last uh, week, as so many weeks uh, it occurs, uh, right at the end of the show, the board fills up with calls. We only have a half an hour to get to your call, so uh, call early. And if you do call, we're going to give out uh, bottles of nighttime. Nighttime is uh, the rejuvenating serum. It really is. It's got vitamin C, vitamin A, lactic acid. Uh, it's got citric acid in it. Citric acid is a uh, it's a type of a fruit acid that's uh, in an orange, you know, along with uh, vitamin C, and it's very very good for your skin. We've got antioxidants, skin brighteners, everything you need for a uh, a one stop shopping skincare program. So if you're going to have one thing. It would be nighttime, and you put it on, yeah, when, when do you think? It's named nighttime, right? It goes on at night, and why is it put on at night? Well, it turns out that two of the most important skincare ingredients, the skin rejuvenators, the, the ingredients that really do the most for your skin, that have the most studies, and uh, no one can dispute this, the two most studied ingredients are vitamin C 
and vitamin A. And together, there's over 6,000 publications that say they are good. They do a lot of things for your skin. The list is almost endless. I could go into it. Uh, but uh, suffice it to say that those two ingredients are the best and they have to be applied at night. The reason they have to be applied at night is because they are sensitive to light. They get broken down by light. So if you put vitamin C on your skin and go out in the sun within 20 minutes, there is no vitamin C left in your skin. And no, you can't protect it with sunscreen. It just doesn't work that way. Sorry, people have asked me, why don't I put vitamin C in my daytime, which is uh, the morning program? Uh, you know, the vitamin C uh, would be protected by the uh, sunscreen. It sounds good, doesn't it? But it doesn't work that way. It it really doesn't. Uh, we have to put it on at night. And uh, and by the way, if you've got those fluorescent, those compact fluorescent lights in your house, you know, they break down vitamin C. They break down vitamin A. It, they emit UV light. The LEDs are better they don't. And there's a lot of questions about the safety now of these compact fluorescent lights. Uh, that's a program unto itself, isn't it? Uh, but but uh, the incandescent, the old ones, they were fine for your skin. The new ones, the very new ones, the LED lights, they're fine for your skin. But there's mounting evidence that these compact fluorescent bulbs might even contribute to skin cancer. Really amazing when you think about it. Because, uh, boy, they, uh, they really ushered out those incandescent lights and told everybody, buy the compact fluorescents. Well, tonight we've got a lot of things to talk about, so give me a call, 800-848-WABC. There is a new tissue glue out there, and boy, why would it matter to you, right, as a, uh, a typical listener to this show? Well, if you're interested in having a facelift or a tummy tuck or a breast reduction, it, it really does matter because there's this new tissue glue. It's, uh, the company is Cohera Medical, and they call it tissue glue. Sounds good. It's a good name tissue glue and what it is it's uh, it's kind of like crazy glue but it goes inside your body it's biodegradable and it goes away over time and this is a breakthrough it hasn't been FDA approved yet but a committee of the FDA approved it and usually what happens is when these committees approve something the full FDA is uh, only a, a step or so away and probably within a month or two or three this will be approved and plastic surgeons are waiting for this one because uh, if you have a tummy tuck, for instance, that's one of my favorite operations. I love doing tummy tucks. And how many of you need tummy tucks? Almost every woman after pregnancy could benefit from tightening the muscles that loosen during pregnancy. And uh, and the skin kind of grew a little bit bigger. It's a little rumpled. There's some, uh, some I guess uh, we would call it cellulite, but it's not quite cellulite of the belly. And there's stretch marks, extra skin. Some people have true hanging skin. And so we do tummy tucks. And tummy tucks uh, now have evolved from always being an inpatient procedure to uh, usually now being an outpatient procedure. Boy, that's a big change in the last few years. I've switched, and uh, most of my tummy tucks now are done with you as an outpatient. We do them in a surgery center now instead of the hospital. The procedure takes anywhere from one hour and 45 minutes, I think that's my record, to uh, about four hours, depending on how much weight you have. But what we do in tummy tucks is we put drains in. And drains are those little tubes. They drain clear fluid, the blister fluid, the stuff that you get in a blister. Well, it collects underneath the skin in after a tummy tuck, after a big operation like that. And there are other procedures where, uh, where that clear fluid uh, collects. And so traditionally, plastic surgeons have put these drains in. They are tubes that stay in for anyone uh, anywhere from one day. Uh, some people keep them as long as two weeks, two weeks after a tummy tuck or a body lift. 
Yeah, I usually get those out in two or three days. But the reason we use those drains is to prevent that clear fluid from building up. It's called a seroma. So why am I talking about all this? Well, with this new tissue glue, it probably, probably, we're not sure yet, probably will be unnecessary to have drains. That's a great thing. And why is that good for you? You can shower the next day if you don't have a drain in, and that's good. Your recovery is faster. Infection rate should be lower. These are all good things. So uh, coming soon to an operating room near you, Cohera Medical's tissue glue, and it's got uh, plastic surgeons. Uh, we're all waiting for that day. You know, we're an easy-to-please group, and uh, and uh, when we get a product like this that comes in that changes the way we do things, that decreases the chance of a problem, uh, that's that's really good for both of us, the plastic surgeon and the patient. My name is Dr. Arthur Perry, and if you've been listening the last few minutes, you realize, well, this is a plastic surgery show. Yes, it is uh, It is truly a, a show about you, about uh, what you look like, and uh, about uh, looking in the mirror at yourself. And when we look at your bellies, uh, we might consider having a tummy tuck. When we look at faces that are aging, we might consider things like facelifts. And uh, facelifts are very common procedures. This is the uh, the season for facelifts. Uh, and they're often done in surgery centers. Uh, rarely do we do facelifts in hospitals. And in the news last week, you might have seen up in Connecticut, there was a problem with a surgery center, uh, a surgery center by a well-known plastic surgeon. I will not name his name. Uh, but it was closed down by the state of Connecticut. And why in Westport, Connecticut, was this uh, closed, this surgery center closed down? Uh, it turns out they were in violation of all sorts of uh, of of safety regulations and and you know it really brings in uh, the question of where you should have your surgery and you know it's it's pretty easy to find a good plastic surgeon in the United States we all know what to do first you look uh, for certification by the American Board of Plastic Surgery and then you look at a place uh, where they train for instance where they have hospital privileges so you know that's getting a little bit easier particularly with the internet we can look up doctors but what about the facility? What about where they are operating? So when we return from our break, I'm going to talk a little bit about safety in a facility and how you choose a good facility, not just a doctor. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. The phone number 800-848-WABC. We'll be back after these words. Why look so awfully tragic? Put on a happy face. Smiling can work like magic. Put on a happy face. Take a look in the mirror. Do you recognize that wrinkled face with rough, splotchy skin? I can help you turn back the clock. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a skincare program that really works. My nighttime serum makes your skin smoother, brighter, thicker, and less wrinkled. It's packed with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. My daytime cream protects your skin with niacin and invisible zinc oxide sunscreen. And once you use my clean time, you'll be addicted to the best soap on earth. Now everyone can have beautiful skin without breaking the budget. This month, my basic skincare regimen is just $99. Call 855-940-1200. That's 855-940-1200. On the web, it's drperrys.com. That's drperrys.com. Use the WABC code when you order or call 855-940-1200. At Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital, we understand that when your child needs surgery, it can be a traumatic experience for your entire family. 
That's why we've unveiled the new Center for Advanced Pediatric Surgery. Located within the Bristol-Myers-Squibb Children's Hospital at RWJ, we've combined the expertise of our pediatric specialists, nurses, and staff with a brand-new family-friendly state-of-the-art surgical facility featuring the latest in robotic technology and minimally invasive surgery just for kids. In partnership with Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School and physicians in the community, new procedure rooms set the stage for the most experienced surgical teams When your child's doctor recommends a procedure, choose the team that leads the region in comprehensive care for children. To learn more, visit bmsch.org. That's bmsch.org, the Center for Advanced Pediatric Surgery at the Bristol-Myers-Squibb Children's Hospital at RWJ. Kids are the only specialty. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Ladies, have you had an aging spurt? You know what that is. All of a sudden, you see wrinkles and sagging eyelids and those dreaded jowls. Almost overnight, you look older. I tackle aging spurts with eyelid and facelifts and office procedures like Botox, Peels, and Althera. And I creatively use wrinkle filler to help bring back your natural beauty. Let's sit down and spend an hour together. I'll design a program that can help restore your appearance and one that's within your budget. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of 5th Avenue, and in New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Dr. Arthur Perry right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? We are now on, and this is Dr. Arthur Perry with What's Your Wrinkle? WABC. The phone number here is 800-848-WABC, and I want you to give me a call about uh, about anything that has to do with your appearance. And, Tony, you've been on the line. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hey, doctor. How you doing? Hello? Very good. What can I do for you, Tony? Yes. Uh, yeah, my wife wants me to have a nose job. She says my nose is too small, and she wants me to, to get a, a bigger nose, which I've never heard of before. I don't even know if you could do it. But uh, is, is that a, have you ever heard of such a thing, and is it more expensive? <laughs> Good question, Tony. You know, and, and you know, today's rhinoplasty, the name of the operation, by the way, well, let me answer that one for a second, Tony. So hang, hang on, because it, it is a, a good question. Today's rhinoplasties are, uh, are, are not just about making noses smaller. They really aren't. They're about changing the proportions of the nose. So when we do, and, and that's the name of the, uh, when we call it a nose job, it's really a rhinoplasty, Tony. So, uh, so now um, let's, let's talk about what we do in a rhinoplasty. First, before the surgery, we analyze your nose. And plastic surgeons spend a long time in training. You know, it's a six-year or seven-year residency. And it's the only specialty that really considers aesthetics. So we learn how to operate, but we also understand the uh, the nuances and the artistry of uh, of the operation, and so Tony, what we do in an operation called a rhinoplasty is we alter the bones and the cartilages of the nose, and when we do that. Often, most often, probably in 90% of cases, we're making the nose a little bit smaller. We're making a hump smaller. We're narrowing the tip. We're bringing up the end of a long nose. Those are the sorts of things that are very common. But sometimes, 
uh, we're making the nose a little bigger, uh, particularly in ethnic noses that are flat in the uh, from the profile. We might make it uh, bigger, and it's more difficult. Yes, it is, because in that situation, we have to bring in tissue from somewhere else. When we make a nose smaller, then we need to uh, just you know, kind of trim the cartilages and trim the bones. Uh, but uh, when we make a nose larger, we have to borrow tissue from somewhere else. And when we borrow from someone else, that means we take cartilage maybe from the ear. Sometimes we have to take it from ribs in that situation. There are some doctors that actually take plastics or silicon materials and, uh, and put those in the nose. And when they do that, uh, you know, it's a little more dangerous because uh, infections are a little bit more likely when we use foreign materials. So we do like to use just natural materials, things that are that are found in our body, and we, we use grafts. Grafts is the name of the term that plastic surgeons have for moving a piece of tissue from one part of the body to another. And in rhinoplasties, we're doing grafts in uh, probably half of cases. That means I take a little bit of cartilage from one part of the nose and I put it in another part of the nose. So, so yes, it is possible to make your nose larger, but it may just be that the proportions are not quite right. So a rhinoplasty, a uh, difficult operation for all plastic surgeons, difficult in all cases, uh, but uh, a very artistic type of procedure. Now, a few minutes ago, I was talking about facilities, facilities in, uh, in how we choose facilities um, when you want to have an operation. So, so now we talked about plastic surgeons, and we know that board certification, uh, hospital privileges, where you train, those are the things we look for, uh, disciplinary records. You, you can check with any state now and find out if a doctor has had disciplinary action by the Board of Medical Examiners. So I know uh, I was on the Board of Medical Examiners in New Jersey, and I know we have a very open system where you can actually look up a doctor and see, did they get a, a reprimand? Did they lose their license at any point? But it's a little more difficult with a facility. But it's very, very important, as this case in Westport, Connecticut, uh, has uh, told us, uh, because if uh, a, a facility is not sterilizing their instruments properly, if the nurses are not properly trained in various things, if they're not using uh, in-date materials, and that means the drugs are not expired. I mean, these are basic things that you would expect of a facility to have suture material that uh, is not uh, from 2011, for instance. Well, how do you know that the facility is, is up to snuff? So, uh, you know, one of the ways, of course, is to go to a hospital because hospitals have a lot of oversight and uh, and they follow a lot of rules that uh, sometimes are very burdensome to physicians, but they're there for your protection. Licensed surgery centers also, they, uh, they follow a lot of rules and uh, sometimes we think maybe too many, uh, but for the most part, licensed surgery centers have oversight. They've got people coming in, they've got accredited facilities, and that means Outside, doctors, nurses, a whole team of experts have come in and inspected that facility. And when we get to doctors' offices, it's a little uh, looser, and different states have different regulations. Uh, New Jersey has pretty strict regulations now, but uh, uh, still, we don't have inspections that are mandatory uh, we do have accreditation that is now mandatory in New Jersey. We changed that law a few years ago. Um, but we do expect doctors, when they operate in their own facilities, to follow the same standards that they follow in a hospital. Isn't that what you would want? Of course you would. You would not want to go into a facility that uh, where they cut corners, for instance. So, you know, uh, certainly a doctor's office um, could have a good operating room, and many 
do, but make sure that that facility is accredited by an organization like the American Association for Ambulatory Surgical Facilities. We call it the Quad A. They're an outside group, so every couple years a doctor comes into my office and they inspect. And, and it's not just, you know, sign here and, and you're good. It really is a very rigorous all-day-long inspection. They go through the records. They look at the drugs. They make sure everything is up to snuff so that you are safe. Well, that's what it takes uh, to have a good track record in a facility. And you want the facility, you want the anesthesiologist also to be board certified. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We've got to take a short break now. The phone number at WABC is 848-WABC. That's 800-848-WABC. We'll be back after these words. Why look so awfully tragic? Put on a happy face. Smiling can work like magic. Put on a happy face. Take a look in the mirror. Do you recognize that wrinkled face with rough, splotchy skin? I can help you turn back the clock. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and my solution doesn't involve a knife or a needle. It's a skincare program that really works. My nighttime serum makes your skin smoother, brighter, thicker, and less wrinkled. It's packed with vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. My daytime cream protects your skin with niacin and invisible zinc oxide sunscreen. And once you use my clean time, you'll be addicted to the best soap on earth. Now everyone can have beautiful skin without breaking the budget. This month, my basic skincare regimen is just $99. Call 855-940-1200. That's 855-940-1200. On the web, it's drperrys.com. That's drperrys.com. Use the WABC code when you order or call 855-940-1200. Robert Wood Johnson Health System is proud to announce that each of our hospitals earned an A grade for patient safety from the prestigious LeapFrog Group. Our New Brunswick, Hamilton, and Rahway locations were all awarded the highest possible safety score, which recognizes hospitals that excel in creating the safest possible environment for patients. RWJ is the only multi-hospital health system in the region to have all of its members record the success. And we remain committed to setting the standard for patient care. Because when it comes to patient safety, Robert Wood Johnson knows the score. To learn more about the Robert Wood Johnson Health System and what this A grade means for you, visit www.rwjhealthsystem.org. That's rwjhealthsystem.org. RWJ. The right hospital means everything. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Ladies, have you had an aging spurt? You know what that is. All of a sudden, you see wrinkles and sagging eyelids and those dreaded jowls. Almost overnight, you look older. I tackle aging spurts with eyelid and facelifts and office procedures like Botox, peels, and Ulthera. And I creatively use wrinkle filler to help bring back your natural beauty. Let's sit down and spend an hour together. I'll design a program that can help restore your appearance and one that's within your budget. My offices are on 57th Street, just off of Fifth Avenue, and in New Jersey. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Dr. Arthur Perry right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? 
We are back, and tonight we've got a great guest. You know, this is uh, the dog days of August out here. It was 80-something degrees today, very hot. Cars get hot, and that's why I've got Diana Stars on. She's the Injury Prevention Coordinator for the Level 1 Trauma Center at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. By the way, there's only three in the entire state. Robert Wood Johnson is one of those, and it's the only designated pediatric trauma center in the entire state of New Jersey. Now, she's going to talk a little bit about look before you lock, don't leave children alone in locked cars and hot cars. Well, uh, Diana, welcome. Thanks so much for uh, taking time in your Saturday evening. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Tell me something now. Why is this so important for parents? I mean, we hear about this almost every week now. In the United States, there's another disaster. So tell me what's going on in hot cars. Uh, well, since the end of March, there have been about 24 cases of children who have died from heat stroke because they were left unattended in cars across the country. So it's a very serious public health and safety issue, and we have teamed up with the Middlesex County Board of Chosen Freeholders, uh, Robert Wood Johnson, the city of New Brunswick, and Safe Kids in Middlesex County to launch a campaign called Look Before You Lock. Uh, we've got mobile message boards that will be traveling around the county to um, help enforce that message and raise awareness and um, handing out flyers and posters that will be distributed around the county also. All right, so so now we, we hear about this all the time, these uh, little children left in the car, their body starts increasing in temperature. Tell us, what exactly is heat stroke? Uh, heat stroke is hyperthermia. It's a condition where your body isn't able to cool itself quickly enough, so body temperatures rise to dangerous levels. And this is really important you know, serious for children, even more so than adults, because children's bodies don't have the ability to cool like we do. They heat up three to five times faster than adults. And once a child's body temperature reaches about 104 degrees, their internal organs start to shut down. You know, it's just incredible. I mean, you think about this. How can you leave your kid in in the car, but yet it happens so frequently, over two dozen times this summer. It's crazy. Why are we hearing about this now? Why right now? Um, well, I think there's a couple of things. I think we've got the media is out there, and we've got the Internet, and you hear about things a lot quicker than we used to, you know, 20 years ago. Um, we've got kids who are being forgotten by the caregiver. There's a lot of that. There are some children who start, you know, get into an unattended vehicle because they have access to the car or the keys and they become trapped in the car. And then there are some children that just get left there intentionally while mom goes to shop. It's uh, it really amazing. When you, when you think about this, you know, you, you can understand leaving uh, maybe uh, a bag of groceries in your car. I'm sure everyone's done something like that. But leaving a child, you know, okay, so let, let's, let's say you're driving your, uh, your child somewhere. Now, how can a driver be sure not to forget this poor little kid in the back seat? Well, we're encouraging parents to put something in the backseat with the child, whether it be your purse, your briefcase, or better yet, your cell phone, so that you're not tempted to be on it while you're driving. And that will be a reminder for you. Set an alarm. A lot of times it's a parent who doesn't normally drop off at daycare, and they're in a routine to go right to work, and that's what they do in the morning. And it's, it's not intentional, but if they, somebody puts a reminder on their phone or leaves something in the backseat, they might be able to prevent this from happening. 
I'm speaking with Diane Starr. She's the Injury Prevention Coordinator at the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And people ask me all the time on the radio, where is Robert Wood Johnson? If you look at the map of New Jersey and you take your finger and put it at the exact geographic center of the state, that's Robert Wood Johnson. It's in New Brunswick. It's on the uh, on the train line from New York, you know, the big one that goes from New York to Washington. Robert Wood Johnson is about one block, easy walking distance from the train station. All right, Diane. So now, what should parents and caregivers uh, do to protect kids from heat stroke? What can they do? Well, the best thing to do is obviously not leave your child alone in a car, Um, especially your younger children who don't can't fend for themselves um, make sure that you're at home your car is locked in the driveway that your keys are out of reach so that your toddler doesn't go grab the keys and go get into the car without you knowing about it and unintentionally get stuck in that car um, and and also just to make sure that as you know citizens that we are aware if we see a child in a car alone you call 911 you don't stand around and wait. You don't think somebody else will do it. You call 911 to make sure that nothing, you know, there's no tragedy that happens with this child. And I think that is so important. People need to get involved. If you see a kid that's potentially going to be injured, do something. And this is a great opportunity to help a child. Uh, you know, even if it's for just a few minutes, uh, as Diane said, you know, that that uh, that car can get so, so hot. And that poor little kid is strapped into the seat or strapped into a child's seat. And, uh, boy, uh, it's so dangerous. When I, when I think about this, I shudder. Thank you very much, Diana Stars from the Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. And, by the way, they've got a great website, rwjuh.edu. Go ahead and check it out. Well, this has been a, a quick moving show. My name is Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon and host of What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. Ellen, I, I know that you've been waiting forever on the line. Please call early next show right at 6 o'clock, and we'll get your, your phone call in. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. Thanks so much for great engineering. Mike, Jennifer, we'll see everybody next week. Use that sunscreen.